You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we take to the ice one last time to review D3, The Mighty Ducks. But first, J.B., how are you and the family? We're, we are recovering from a very busy weekend. Not that there was like a ton of things we were doing. It was just one thing we were doing. And that was house hunting. Yay! This is our... We've only done it a couple times. And each time we've realized we should not take the kids with us. This is just a bad idea. So uh, we went and saw a place on Friday night. uh, And I believe... Did we have the kids? No, we dropped dropped the kids off at uh, Meme's house. Uh, and so she took them then and we were able to like fully immerse ourselves in the house, mm. uh, left the house feeling like, oh man, I think this feels pretty good. Like I think maybe, but then of course on the way home, uh, I run over something and I have to like pull it out from underneath my car and then I'm, I have to jack it up to see it's if there's sign. anything else going. There was all kinds of it's things. An omen. It's an omen. Yes. Uh, so Sunday, we decided to go visit another house because we don't know if we like the first house. Sure. And then we decided, let's let's go back and see the house one more time. But we got to take uh, Maymay to see the house too, the first house, with all the kids there and everything. Uh, and then my daughter decided she just was not going to nap whatsoever the entire time. It was just, it, it was a lot. It was a lot of emotions running high, running low, running all over the place. And I, we just found ourselves last night with my daughter, who is loopy from not taking a nap all day at two years old. And we're just literally, I'm just literally watching them do the craziest things, climbing up onto tables, climbing onto other things, running into each other, running into the ground. And I'm just literally going, I don't have the energy to get up and stop you again. I'm just going to have to wait until you hurt yourself. Not, not, not if she, if she went too far, it would like, I would jump up it, but I was like, Every Do last what you thing, want. Every last thing was <laughs> you're going to have to learn somehow that this is not a great idea to jump off the couch in this manner and stuff like that. So we found ourselves just like I, I we did. We only have two kids, but I felt like this is must, this must be what it's like to have three kids <laughs> to where you just don't have control anymore there. You've been outnumbered. That's how I felt. But I was emotionally outnumbered. So. That is that is how I'm doing today. <laughs> we we are about to be outnumbered, and we keep having those conversations of like when, when those moments happen, right? With two kids, you you look at your spouse and you go, "Where's the third gonna go? Like, mm-hmm. what? Uh, how are we gonna do this? I now because you, you have to move from man on man to zone defense, sport reference." coming from yours truly and uh, i keep telling yeah, my i keep telling my wife that. i've got two arms for two children but she keeps saying but then i can hold the other one i was just like oh this no no this isn't how this works because there is that how do i get because there are moments where you just got to swoop them all up so you just got to grab them and go 
Yep. All the time. All the time. Especially when they're both crying. We keep on saying you both can't be crying at the same time. This isn't allowed. You're not both allowed to be crying right now. Yeah. So here's the question on everybody's mind. Did we go after Friday night house or did we go after Sunday afternoon house? We are. We have currently put in an offer on Friday night slash Ooh. revisited house Sunday. Okay. That's that's okay. that's what we, we we passed on Sunday afternoon house so okay. that we could go okay. back after. Okay. After that, so we we will see if that's why occasionally I might be looking at my phone or just over across at my 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 iMessages app. If uh, although granted, we will be interrupted if if uh, by by my wife if mm-hmm. we ended up getting it, we might have to just pause and go to intermission or whatever. That's fine. So, that's totally acceptable. Live on podcast. Um. Here's my here's my hope. Here's my prediction. Um, you got all of the bad luck out of the way by running over something and having to do that. I that exercised just, the demons. You exercised the my bad child luck demons. demons last night, and um, and it's gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna come through. Okay, I am I am believing into that. I have. No prophetic abilities. <laughs> I have. I've been sold a lie. I'm just really good at making up stuff. So, well, good for you guys. Hopefully, you get interrupted. That'd be fun. That would be fun. You would get to witness it right here on Honey. We made it. We we bought a home. <laughs> <laughs> for a second, I thought, did you forget the name? Oh no, yeah. Changed I see it. What, I see what yeah. you're doing. I see what you're doing. Oh, my goodness. What Disney news do we have to share with folks this week? I don't know. It just says theater versus streaming. What? what, what well, is you're the-, the one who sent all the <laughs> messages to me. Theater versus streaming. I, I, so I, that's all the of type of just, day that I've had. I just don't even. Just so all <laughs> of you know, JB in his um, abundance of free time, which he doesn't have, um, has been tracking closely um the disney lawsuit with um scarlett yes. johansson and anytime there's a development sends me the news but story. that's not even why i sent you this it was the very very last little piece of the article that jumped out to me because i've been very interested in which movies come to theaters which ones come to right. disney plus disney plus premium access and it looks like they are about to change their model up a little bit again. They it looks like they are about to for Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, uh, the next big Marvel film. They yeah. are going to do a 45 day, not a 90 day, but a 45 day exclusive to theater yeah. release, which kind of tells me that maybe they either won. It's either they didn't make as much money as they were hoping to from the whole premium access or they have ticked off so m- enough big people like yes. AKA Scarlett Johansson that they have to start showing some more goodwill to their, their A-list actors because. And, and that, yeah. and I think it's that, I think um, they, um, I mean, so for those of you who aren't familiar, Scarlett Johansson sued Disney um, because her contract with them Part of her earnings wasn't an upfront salary. It was a cut of the box office, which is super common. Like big names like that, especially when it's a tentpole movie and they're the one carrying it. That's a part of their contract. 
Um, they don't get paid a ton, as not a ton, as much. Up They're front. still they getting still get paid really well, like ten it's million just... dollars or whatever. Uh, but then they get a percentage of the box office cut yep. when uh, Disney changed its format and released simultaneously on Disney Plus with the premier access. She did not get a cut of that. And apparently, she, according to the lawsuit, she tried to negotiate when they were saying they were going to make this change. She asked that her contract be reopened and that they consider adjusting it accordingly. Disney just flat out ignored her, yep. went ahead, did the release they wanted to. So she went and she sued. Um, and, and what I've read, mostly what JB has sent me, because he's really following this super closely and super <laughs> concerned that Scarlett Johansson's not getting the money she deserves. ScarJo. Uh, ScarJo. She, um, I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, apparently Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Studios, has hated the idea of movies being released simultaneously on theater. And like oh, really? he's gone on record a couple of times, like, a lot of people have said, like, he is very much against this. And it went all the way to, like, the Disney CEO wow. who just trumped everybody and said, no, this is how we're going to do this. And it's coming back to bite him in the butt because even, like, the Disney board and the previous CEO who developed all of these talent relationships is coming out going, yeah, you didn't do that right. You're not you're not doing right by her and all of that. Um but unfortunately, in the midst of this, we've also lost, they dropped the contract they had with Scarlett Johansson to develop a Tower of Terror movie. So uh, earlier this year, they entered into a contract where she was going to produce, and I don't know, star in maybe, Wow, a, a Tower of Terror movie, kind of, you know, they just did the Jungle Cruise with The Rock, you know, they're turning attractions into movies. This was going to be one. And as a result of her suing them, they've cut that contract. Wow. Which is sad. I was looking forward to that. I thought, oh, this would be a I fun did not, movie. I did, that was not on my radar. Yeah. So it makes sense that now after all of this, and I mean, she's a big name, that they're going back through and um, they're adjusting the Shang-Chi release, which they got in trouble for that too. I don't know if you saw this. When Disney announced that they were making the adjustment, they, I can't remember the exact wording, but it was like, oh, that PR person just got fired. Because they're like, we're going to use Shang-Chi as an experiment. We're going to experiment with this film to understand like something with experiment language. And then all the stars of Shang-Chi take to Twitter and they're like, we are not an experiment. Like, this is the first Asian American superhero. Like Marvel we should, movie, you know, yeah. Da, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I saw that even this morning that that Twitter war was still waging. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Disney, what are you doing? Like you have so much going for you and you keep stepping in it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they thought that was a great idea. And it definitely seemed kind of a last minute thing like, oh, well, Warner Brothers is doing it, so I guess we'll do it too. And that just, just not working. People aren't putting up with it. Yeah, I've been listening. I, um, Cinema Blend podcast is a, a fun kind of movie industry, guys. And uh, apparently this is like 
a hotly debated thing right now because most of the theater brands are now Hate refusing it. to run movies if they're streamed simultaneously. So theaters are having to go back in um, and renegotiate a lot of pre-existing contracts because theaters are just like, no, if you're going to do that, it's not worth us putting all this up front and doing this when, you know, very few people are coming out. Interesting. Well, we will keep you abreast of the situation as it unfolds. JB's hot on the case. Hot on the case. Hot on the case. The other case we are hot on is finishing up this trilogy today. The um, Mighty Ducks trilogy comes to a conclusion. Hmm. Kind of because then it they re-brought it out as a TV show, but the original, the original trilogy. And we've already, we've already reviewed that, so if you've not seen, uh, listened or seen that episode. Where Mighty we Ducks Game Changers. Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Season one, because um, I think there's season two coming. There is. Oh, there is. But we are getting back to uh, Emilio Estevez in his prime, Although we'll not get, primed up in the totality of this film. He's just in a few few scenes. But Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, so today what we are talking about is D3, The Mighty Ducks. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay. IMDb description for D3, The Mighty Ducks, is this. The unruly team of hockey misfits grows up a bit and receive... Grows up a bit. Let me, let me rephrase that. Grows up a bit. <laughs> grows up a bit. And receives scholarships to a prestigious, prestigious prep school where they take on the snotty varsity team. <gasps> Did... You just don't need the word snotty in an IMDb description. That doesn't, that's not, that's not the place for it. I'm sorry. Snotty? Snotty. The bully? And Maybe bully gr- probably should have been the word. Grows up a bit. Grows up a bit. I could, wow. This, this one was, uh, th- th- that was hard. I mean, it kind of gets you the things, uh, but they they could have done some better. I thought about this earlier that, uh, I think end of last week. What if we rewrote our own ones and see how close it came to it? There should have been something like the the ducks ride for the last time at a. I, I like the idea of a of a. Um, can they can they show the varsity prep school who the real team is or something like like this is just this is just bad. This is this. I'm a little disappointed. Mighty ducks. The mighty ducks show pretentious prep school true minnesota hockey spirit there we go that would have been better yeah did that prep school look anything like it was in minnesota no no not at all right i so thank you for bringing this up this is a a point let's start there um because i wanted to talk about this um minnesota is in the northern part of the united states of america Mm. Uh, in what is considered the Northwest Midwest, uh, the North Midwest region, if you're you're unfamiliar. Uh, It is, it borders Canada. That's how North it is, if you are unfamiliar with the map. So in other words, it gets really cold. This is why hockey is really popular there, because hockey is a, not a summer sport, 
not a fall. It is a winter sport. Now, it's played across multiple seasons professionally. I understand that. But primarily, it is thought of as a winter sport, right? Yep. Uh, which Olympic Games do they play hockey in, JB? Is it the summer or is it the winter? I think I'm going to go with the winter. Winter Games, right? Why does this movie and really the the uh, um, all three? The, uh, well, the first one you do, you meet them out on the ice. It's got a little bit. Yeah. But this one, it's like all summer. Yep. And like all the scenes are like them out and about. It's just, just I don't know. Eddie, it's, just, it's easier it to film odd. in Southern California when you're trying to make it look like Minnesota <laughs> if it's a summer theme. Right. Yeah, I'm like, I wonder how many like prep schools in Minnesota have like a sprawling outdoor campus like that. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure nope. it's hunkered down. Yeah. So this did not sit well with you that you were a little, little, little ticked off. I moved, I moved past it. I'm making a mountain out of an anthill. Well, if we're going to stay here at the, uh, at the outdoors, I think we got to talk about that. Uh, well, one, the opening. Sorry, we'll go back to the. I was about to break into the montage, but we'll come back to that. The, uh, the whole skating backwards sequence. See, I was liked great. it. That was fun. I thought this was probably the strongest opening of any of the three Mighty Ducks. Are you also including the flashback montage to start the whole thing and give you all all of the nostalgia <sighs> you'd felt for the two previous films that were two years and four years and before yeah right no i am not including that just <laughs> you're just like oh, no just just mm. just the actual we're we're finally into the story and we're out of the montage <laughs> yeah it, it it does start weird let's let's just begin with the weird use of computer generated hockey pucks oh, sliding bad. through that did not on age ice. Well. no that didn't age well at all and then you got the weird voiceover from emilio estevez um you know, and oh, they're all of a sudden they're. It was just tons of exposition in a faceless voice, right? Yep. Um, and so that was that was a little odd. But the moment where they're all coming together and skating to the first day of school, I thought that it was, was great. so much fun. It was great. Goldberg skating backwards and Charlie trying entrance. to save him. Yep. So good, funny things, and of course, yeah, like you said, the grand entrance into Eden Hall. Like, ah, there we go. That's that's what a Ducks movie should uh, should be all about. That was a good name for the school. Eden Hall. That sounds like a, a like a um, mm -hmm. pretentious a prep school. school. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a really I liked that opening. Now, to your point, though, they really milked the uh, odd nostalgia montage and no worse of a moment. I'm going to jump straight to the end and you know where I'm going with this, where it's like, oh, we've got a nice closure on this story. And then, oh, wait, now we're seeing the films of Coach Bombay and Charlie, you know, fist pump in oh, the air. Oh, the ending fist bump where they, mat where they lock and it just like sparkles. It shoots fireworks. Like, mm -hmm. one, that's force enough. What? There's fireworks shooting out of their fists? Of course there is. Why would there not be fireworks coming out? But why did we need that? We 
We 100% needed that. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. It is like they got to the end of the movie and somebody went, you know what? If you hadn't seen any of the other movies, you'd have no idea that this was a part of a trilogy. This doesn't connect her at all. You know what we ought to do? Let's just shoehorn in a little, you know, moment from the previous movie. Okay. It didn't. It didn't. I just didn't. Understand. Didn't land for you. Didn't land at all. <clears throat> uh, while we're here talking about nostalgia, Hans is back. He's back from Germany. Yeah. Yeah. He was back. I didn't know if he had died in after the previous film. So I was glad to see him back. I forgot that he, I mean, I kind of remembered he was back. Yeah. They, they definitely took what, what they learned from the previous one. Like, okay, let's, we got to make sure we hold on to nostalgia. Even if he can't be in there the entire time, because we can't afford him. Let's try and get Emilio Estevez into a few key scenes. So yeah, let's just go right there right now. (laughs) I'm just setting up all the potholes for you. Just right up front. So we can, and don't get me wrong. We will get to it here in a moment. I love this movie. Like it, it's not my favorite Ducks movie, but it gives me everything I want in a Ducks movie. Um, it. Why does he get top billing? Because he's the only name person in this entire series. And he's only in this for... Four scenes? Five scenes? The A little bit at the opening. He actually is in it more than I remember. This is true. I will give you that. Because he's got the whole, he's there with the The, president. Then he's there with him him and Charlie. The board, (laughs) the, hey, no, your coach is better than you thought, that he's a better person than you thought he was. was, And then he's there at the end. So he's actually in about five or six scenes. And they're crucial. They're crucial story Yeah, you can't lift any one of those out of there. The handoff, all of the things. And when they're in the boardroom and he's like, being a lawyer again, fighting for the Ducks' scholarship. That's a great scene, right? Like, that's that's a Bombay Ducks classic yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, it just felt odd to me. I'm like, why is he getting top billing? And it's, I don't know. Yeah. But, and Charlie carries this movie a lot, too. You see a lot of Joshua Jackson, so, and more so than the others. Th- this is a very different position for him, because he's, he's obviously been in previous films where he's been the kid that, like, didn't want to do something that everybody else wanted to do. The coach wanted him to do, but it always came from a place of like a good, like a good place of uh, I'm, I'm sticking up for my friends uh, or you don't really care about us kind of a thing. Right. This felt a lot more bratty, a lot more. We know what we're doing. Don't tell us what to do. I'm bucking up against you because you're an adult figure. There was definitely some moments where I was like, come on, dude. Like, just get. You know what this felt like? What? Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. No one else gets me. I'm the only one over here. <sighs> Teenage Even angst. Even Fulton get, get, come, uh, goes out on me. Like, there, there is. You know what? Actually, maybe I'll give you that. It, because now they are full-on teenagers in high school. Uh, I'll give you that. Are they believable as high school freshmen, though? Uh, Portman definitely is not believable as a high school freshman. The no. least, the least of all of them. No, no, 
maybe in D2, I could have believed that they were freshmen. And it's like, okay, the varsity, they they're look grown, like they're grown. They men. look like grown men. That may be college varsity. Mm-hmm. But no, 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 no. I don't think they really tried to make it believable. I think they were just like, okay, we'll get the next people in. Oh, this we, is who they we need, have. The varsity do do needs this? to be bigger, so we'll just yeah. get 35-year-old men to play. To play. Casting. <laughs> Find Casting. us some we older need, men. We need some older people in here. Uh, how, how, did you enjoy the pranks in this? There we go. I think that's what elevates this movie. It does, right? You you kind of have the, you know, D1, you get just kind of the antics of a team. Um, and then in D2, they, they do a little prank, little antics, a little good. I don't think you could keep up the at- antics for like a third film. I'd kind of So for this one, I love that it's just the escalating pranks mm-hmm. growing and growing uh, throughout the whole film. That really makes this movie fun to me. And it ca- they came at like perfect moments too, where you needed a little bit of levity because there were mm-hmm. some serious moments. Um, and they always kind of kept you a little bit like, whoa, they're going to really one up each other even more. Uh, it's no, don't worry. <laughs> they you get look the, they- off. You look off screen and I'm going to be like, Ooh, no, if I was doing that, I've been like, <gasps> um, uh, no, it, it it escalates and, with the and antithi- I'm the extrovert and I'm the extrovert. Uh, it ends with it ends with a good one too, with all of the ants that they that they that that was just a great like really intricate kind of a thing. You've also got him roping the one dude. You a straight calf. It'd be more fun if you ran. Like it, it, it ended in a good place. I felt like the natural arc of those pranks just well, it was not an arc. It's just a it's just like an escalation. I think you even mm-hmm. said that. It, it it went from a very simple place of like stuff and thrown in the shower to and it just and it grew. Well, it and starts grew and grew. with uh, horse turd brownies. That's right, horse turd brownies. Yeah, yeah, and then grows from there. I remember this was um, watching this, rem- reminiscing back as a kid watching this for the first time when they freeze their clothes with liquid nitrogen. I had never heard of or known of liquid nitrogen. This is how you learn. This is how you learn science. And I was like, that exists. What? You know, the it's shattering into a million shards. I'd love to know how they filmed that. Like, is that really liquid nitrogen that they did? Or because it breaks so perfectly beautifully, like porcelain, you know? Did you ask your dad for some liquid nitrogen for <laughs> your birthday that year? No, it was <laughs> I remember it wasn't too. I don't know if we did that at school or something like playing with liquid nitrogen. It's I never pretty have. amazing. I never have. Let's get some. OK, we are ending this podcast early so we can go play with that. I'll be there in five hours. Yep. Uh, so coach coach Orion. I remember having very visceral reactions when I was younger to him. Hmm. There was, I saw, I caught some new things in this time. Uh, some of his speeches, he's mm-hmm. not talking about hockey and he's talking about being a man, being a, a, t- being a person there. He goes into life. But I was like, mm, this is a good coach, even yep. though I'm kind of mad at him right now. Like this is a good coach. And when he, when he stands up for his team and they're like outside the bus, 
Like there were some good moments in 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 there when he's teaching them about defense. So this is by far the ending game. The fact that it the score is one zero is was still super dramatic. Yes, still so dramatic because tons of shot on shots on goal. Tons of shots Re- and and none and none of them made it. The the thing none is the, the thing I actually didn't uh they didn't play up very much until kind of later into that game was the fact that they didn't really draw attention to the fact they were making Goldberg a defender. Yeah. While he's in a new role. He's in a new role. And they didn't really hit on that till the very end. They were like, our secret weapon. I'm like, he's been there the entire time, but you should have played that up like Goldberg. Like, send down Goldberg, I need you to play defense, not goalie. And have that whole, are you sure, yeah. coach? Are you sure? When, like, they did, it, it, when, they he, when he turns, it. yeah, I'm right there with you. When, when they turn to him, I even though I like I've seen this and I and even then I knew, oh, yeah, he makes that the big shot at the end. They're going to give him that moment. But I was like, did I forget when he makes him defense? Like, I don't there remember. isn't a moment. There isn't a moment when it's like where we it need must to have play been defense. cut. It had to have been cut or like forgot. Maybe made- they just like all of a sudden we're in there like, oh, well, he's already <laughs> here. Uh, OK, I guess. Uh, we're- well, we're not refilming. Yeah, exactly. And when he's like a, a third bash brother there for a second helping with, with Which is that. great. Like Goldberg's always been like one of the favorite characters of the whole series. Yeah. So to give him that moment to shine, there was a moment in that game that I remember as a kid thinking this and then again watching I'm going, yeah, but what about when he flips the one guy up into the stands and he crashes through the glass, which shatters as if it is glass even though we uh, it's plexiglass um he goes skates first into the stands are you worried about the fans right there yes i'm very much concerned i'm like wait a second you need to pan over to the side and see the person with like a skate sticking out their head going i'm all right it's okay here's a free popcorn (laughs) you know it's like did uh do I have something sticking out of my head here? <laughs> it's obvious. Like, uh, don't pull it out. Yeah. The so kind of back on back on Charlie a little bit. I know we're jumping all over the place on here. The last film he was is he never la- do that. Yeah. The last film he like took himself out of the game to just coach. Yeah. To give like, somebody else a to time. give someone else a chance. I think that was. Uh, it's not quite to the level of Luke Skywalker <laughs> being whatever he was in the in the the newest trilogy where he's almost nothing like oh, the previous one. Oh wow, yeah, that's you're going big 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 level there. So it's not that level, but it it felt like he took a weird step from like coach Charlie. So he had that moment where the guys like come on man, stay engaged. Like, okay, let me go. Okay, let me see your knees and he has like one moment but we lost that version of him between D2 and D3 that I was just a little bit sad, sad, sad You know about. what happened? Puberty. Puberty. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Women. Hormones. <laughs> uh, another Boys, random... weird things are going to start happening to your body. <laughs> In their first game as, a J- as, a, as the JV team, freshman team or whatever, I, I, we got to talk about the fact that they... They let another team score nine goals in one quarter. In the third quarter, nine goals. That's not possible. 
because they were up nine to zero and then they let the other team come back and score nine straight goals. It looked like they forgot how to play any any sport whatsoever and they just do like you, here you go that was like no do you I'm watch a lot of hockey in real life no but i used to play video games with 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 uh wayne gretzky 3d hockey <laughs> uh well i'm curious of like i didn't think hockey was a high scoring game i don't think it is i think it's more than soccer it's more it's usually more than soccer but it is not a yeah. I mean, scoring three goals in a game is still really good. Yeah. Let alone nine nine goals in one quarter versus a team that had already scored nine goals. Right. That was where I was like, you guys didn't need to do that. That was a little bit much. It was like you could have done like a three goal, four goal, but nine goals in one. That that was just crazy to me. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not believing this. Not at all. Um. I'll tell you probably one of my favorite parts about this movie. Um, the unsung heroes of the, the whole film that uh, really elevate this film to a, a level above all the others. Um, and that's the pep band for the hockey team. Oh, yeah. Having a pep band at a at a any sporting event but you know hockey just makes it just sells it to take it back to high school the good old days oh yeah oh yeah where i'm like that's where i want to be that's your favorite part of the indiana pacer games that we would go to is <laughs> that's that so true <laughs> you just wanted to go to and, and you're like are we are we going to sit next to the next are to we going to be next near the, the, the drum section? corps are we in the drum corps the drum corps can i, I, yes. can, I can i see the drum corps no i yes <clears throat> I played in pep band all through high school. Still love. I, there's something about, yeah, a good just kind of driving beat pep band. That's just fun. It's just fun. Now, the problem with that pep band in this movie, they seem to only know one song. <laughs> Did you pick up on that? I'm like, is that the only one that they got uh, license? That's that's the only one that they had. And while we're on the music of Mighty Ducks. If I can just put this out there, I want the soundtrack. Can somebody please release the rights to the soundtrack? Oh, you don't. They don't have an an album on Spotify or anything like that. I can't find it. Are you an Apple Music person? I am an Apple Music person. That's I'm an That's Apple One subscriber. Like, you get the workout workout videos and stuff like that. Well, I don't have an Apple Watch. That's where they get you, is you can't use Fitness Plus unless Eddie, you got do you the watch. Need, do you need an Apple Watch? No. I think you, I think no, you do. I do not need If you got Apple one, watch. would you immediately sell it, or would you keep it? <laughs> this is a wonderful tangent. What we've actually talked about is maybe getting like one of the super-duper cheap or like used ones just so that we can use the workout videos, because we're like, oh, that would be helpful. But I don't want constant connection. Like, okay. I come home, I put my phone in a box, Good and I you. just try and be present with my family. I don't need, like, this constant thing telling me, like, oh, people are trying to get a hold of you. Like, I spend all day communicating, communicating, communicating with people. There is a little bit at the end of the day where I'm like, I just need to disconnect. So I don't, I'm not a, I can't, I don't know what value an Apple Watch adds to my life. The best present is being present. Aww. 
And that's why Coach Bombay came back for a charge. <laughs> Uh, a couple other things that I'm thinking of as I've got my list right here of random comments. Uh, something I didn't realize or notice the first time I watched this was the uh, social justice movement uh, uh, for the petition from the young girl up at the front where uh, petitioning for the Warriors team name and he makes the case. But the, what about the Braves and the Seminoles, all, uh, the teams, all the names, which... I don't know how many of those are still named that. In fact, the Braves just came out and they renamed their team. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, so the Braves. Uh, oh, no, sorry. The Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland uh, Indians are now the Guardians. They, there's a connection to the city of Cleveland. They've got these like giant guardian, the like, guardians of the of the interstate or something like that. You should look it up. It was clever of them to try to get as much of their original name in there. So Indians, Guardians, so they don't have to change all of the monikers and stuff like that. But it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool um, image. Let me see. Oh, I see what they're doing there. Yeah, I'm just waiting until they try and change our state's name. Indiana. I don't know. I don't know if they would go to that level. The land of Indians. That's what it means. That's what it's named after. Seriously, I don't think I, I. It's actually interesting that no one has brought that up. But I, I, that one went straight over my head first time we watched we we watched that uh, back when I was a kid. Actually, all the times that I watched <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> um, yeah, that was I think. Oh, and then the street hockey. Did you notice the moment they go to street hockey, they took the camera and they just basically put it on its side. All of those crazy angles. Cause you know, if you're going to be out in the, uh, it's, um, it's like nineties edge. Oh, that, and, that's what it is. And in the first two movies, the street hockey scenes, you got like, um, like nineties hip hop. Yep. And this one, you got nineties grunge. Yes. Did you hear that? It's like, Oh yeah, we're in the late nineties now. We got to use grunge. Any other any other comments for us before we before we finish up this episode, Eddie? I uh, loved listening to some of the teachers and their explanation of their subjects, and it definitely brought back some memories of some of our, um, shall we say, eccentric Rose teachers. Who, um, you know, maybe kept and stuffed Kleenexes up their sleeve and would pull them out dramatically. Who did that? Rose Rust? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just remember as a kid be like, how many does she have up in there? <laughs> and she just pull it out. When you notice uh, when they're when they're having the di- their day at the park uh, at the at the Mall of America. You start, you start to see where, well, the kids who stayed are starting to get it and they're starting to connect mm, appreciate. with, appreciate this thing, quality the, the schooling. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, it, there are a few. When did um, Dead Poets Society come out? Because there was just a few moments where I'm like, I, I just feel some strong homages to Dead Poets Society. 89. 89? Oh, yeah. So yes, this is years 10 ago. years later. Um, yeah, this just has strong a few moments. Like we go to the award cabinet to have a, a, a deep sentimental learning moment. 
Um, you know, epic speeches from the teachers. It's out of prep school. There's just kind of enough little nods there. Where I'm like, the you know, like it's not a bad thing. I love I love uh, Dead Poet Society, but so the last the last little nugget I enjoyed here before we go into our fruit snack rating of this film uh, is where he turns to the coach or somebody and says, "You've never heard of the Anaheim Mighty Ducks? They named a pro team after us." Yes. And they brought in the captain to like yes mid game interview or whatever. Yeah, he was struggling. He was he was struggling hard for that one scene that he He's was. He's like, at. why did my agent make me do this? But they basically did. You they they created yep. a team because of now having this franchise. This mm-hmm. this, this video franchise that then does Disney still own they, that sports team? No, they don't. They no. sold it. The Angels as well. They sold them as well. So. Okay. Oh, goodness. Well, so it's come to that moment where we must rate uh, out of five fruit snacks. I can't remember. Do you remember our ratings for the other? I did not rate the second one quite as well as the first one for me. If memory serves me correct, you said that you liked the first one better than the second. I uh, said you like the second one. I like the, the second better than the first. So would it be easier to, I feel like we should do two things. Let's give it a fruit snack rating, but then let's also, since we're at the end of the trilogy, let's give an over a quick brief. Here's our ranking of the three. Does that sound, sound, sound good to you? Okay. Good? All right. How many fruit snacks? <sighs> You're going to go back and watch the prank sequences. Your yes. son's going to get to that age, you, you know. He's going to love those moments. I'm going to go with a hearty. So this is like Welch's fruit snacks. <laughs> These are not Costco This is not brand. great. This is not, this is not great value brand fruit great snacks. Brand. This is Welch's mixed berry. It's actually been a while since snacks. we've done uh actually gummy worms instead of uh instead of fruit snacks, but no, this this isn't that. I would I would go with I'm just gonna go with four. I'm gonna go with four. Ooh. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with four, partially because it's been a while since we've had a good one. Uh but <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with four because it hit all the boxes that I wanted it to do. It didn't yeah. knock it out of the park by any means, but it had all of the key moments that I wanted from this mm-hmm. franchise. And they, mm-hmm. they, it's like they knew it. Yeah. And they were like, we know you want a prank right here. Here you go. Here's a little yeah. taste. It's oh, the formula. We, it's the sum of the parts. It's been, we've had a whole thing without Emilio Aceves. Let's bring him back in. Oh, you thought we weren't going to bring back Portman because we alluded to that he stayed in Chicago. Well, guess what? He's coming back in the Here nick of time. he is. So I'm going with four. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. I would give it a strong, hearty four Welch's mixed berry fruit snack. So overall, the whole series, and I think yeah. that's kind of been, if memory, I'm I'm rem- I'm remembering here. Maybe I think we gave all of them four. Are you sure we didn't give maybe the, the first one second, five? Well, yeah, I, 
we'll put our um our intern on that and he'll go intern crickets uh so for me if i'm gonna rank these all these films on uh my favorite which one was my favorite still gonna go to number one i'm probably gonna go three then two really one three two i have some good memories of, of d3 i think i actually read the book like they adapted it into a book the version of it no they like, did yeah it was kind of fun it was like you know how they do that where they take the movie and they just make it into a novel form this sure. is one of the ones that i read or it was like graphic novel or something there was something where it wasn't just like a book it, it had like pictures and stuff like that um rented it you bigger. read something d3 read something d3 yes uh, so i i think i think I have just fonder memories of the third one. The second second one, some of the things, just like the way they took Bombay's character kind of off the path a little bit, um, his whole sandal or shoe line that he was trying to coach his shoe line that he was trying to do, uh, the weird other coach. I, I, I don't think I, I, don't, I just didn't connect as much to the second one, but I know that we were opposites on that so eddie how do you rank these yeah i give this d2 number one i give d1 number two and i give d3 number three why so low on d3 um d2 is is my favorite that was the one we watched easily the most growing up okay um, it's the olympics too it's so, the olympics you, you do love the olympics yeah, that gives love you the olympics um so that added to it i liked the antics and the jokes of the second one the first one you it's it's the first one right like it is the original story it's the magic yeah. um and then the third one nothing against it it's probably like a close close after that um to me um the first half i'm i'm just not buying into it as much okay um then you bring back bombay and i remember that even as i was watching this time like boom yes i needed some i needed some more bombay in this um so maybe that's where it is i don't know but yeah i would say d3 is number three that's okay. It's okay. Well, that is the end of the Mighty Ducks series until we do Game Changers season two. If we ever do that, if we I don't, do. I don't know if we will. I don't know if we'll take time out of our day to talk about that. But As JB likes to say, it's our podcast. We make up the rules. We make our we make up all the rules. Uh, so that's it for this episode. Uh, we do have another. We have one more film in 1996 coming next week uh that is 101 dalmatians the live Live action action. version i think this is the first one we've done that was had a live action version and an animated one that we covered both of them did we cover 101 dalmatians or was that too much older okay too much older uh Uh, yeah we'll talk about it okay i you know what i'm sure there's been some other live action thing that we've covered that was like an adaptation but anyways so that's coming next week. Uh, please go to honeywemade.com and slash movies, and you can see all the movies we have coming up uh, in order from 1988 to 2005. Had to think about doing math in my head right there uh, as we just go back through all the movies we grew up with. So thanks for listening to another episode. <laughs>